Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 647 with a review of Greenland. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And I'm David Klein, number one Gerard Butler fan. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, we already had a, uh, a nice lengthy review of the film Tenet, um, so that is available for you in the feed. But next up, we're talking about the, the real reason we brought David Klein back to talk about film. Yes. Um, as he said, number one Gerard Butler fan, and this is the next number one Gerard Butler film. <laughs> Um, Honestly, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We're we going to be talking about it. So, so yeah, for a little bit of backstory on uh, this episode, we have known Greenland has been coming out for like a long time. And I think that yeah. in, in our little group message that we have between the three of us, we have been like every time there's new news of a potential date. I know, I, I know when I see it, I will drop it in the group chat um, just to make sure we know this review is coming. Um, so I, I think it's safe to say... We've been geared up and ready and excited to review this film. And just to be clear, if this were in a movie theater, I would see the shit out of it in a movie theater. <laughs> just like I did with that piece of shit Hunter Killer, his last Gerard Butler's last movie, which really sucked. This movie, also theater. Was hu- hu- Hunter Killer submarines? Yes, okay. bad. Unwatchably bad. <laughs> this movie, um, thoroughly watchable. Well... Well, the people listening to this don't know or care about Hunter Killer or Hunter Killer. No, Hunter Killer. Hunt, Hunt, <laughs> I think Hunter Killer is the thing that isn't sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I wish there was somebody who would anti-sponsor it because Hunter Killer not good. Hunter Killer also not good. Apparently, what is happening? Uh, <laughs> what is Hunter Killer? Hunter Biden, best thing to happen to America. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Taco Carlson just entered the chat. <laughs> I think all that tenant talk just like <laughs> fried my brain. Um, but <laughs> whether we're talking about Hunter Killer, Hunter Killer, or anything, or any of the fa- has fallen films, we are always going to be excited to talk about Gerard Butler. And that is what we are here to do on this episode if we could actually get to the review. So, what do you say, guys? We Let's just do it. fast forward. And go and play the trailer for this movie so we can start talking about it. Great. I don't see Clark. Oh, maybe he's still sleeping. Dad. <laughs> Some of Clark's larger fragments are now expected to enter our atmosphere. That's right. Now that just what are they saying? More of the same. First chunk's is about to hit. Hit? Only part of it. It's going in the ocean. Would you look at that? Wait, what is the explosion? We now are getting word that the fragment has hit Central Florida. Oh my God. Wait, are some more pieces gonna hit? Come on, let's go. Two days. They got it all wrong. There's a ton of fragments. Planet killers. Space agencies are predicting an extinction level event. We're gonna be together, all right? Get them. We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's our only chance. 
largest fragment will hit in less than 24 hours. I swear, I'm gonna get my family into that bunker. I know you will, son. If you are hearing this broadcast, seek shelter immediately. What is it? What's going on? If you are hearing this broadcast, seek shelter John, All right, so that was the trailer for Greenland. Um, it takes place in a world where there's a giant comet called Clark, uh, which is hurtling itself towards Earth. And uh, people thought it was just going to be passed by and everybody would get a nice, nice, beautiful little show. Turns out, uh, not really true. Chunks of it that are planet killers are going to get hurt, hit the Earth. And uh, Gerard Butler needs to uh, try to keep his family alive um, and possibly get them to bunkers that exist in Greenland, which is where the title of the film comes from. David Klein, what did you think of Greenland? I really enjoyed it. I went in with extremely low expectations because of what you just said. It sounds really <laughs> stupid. Uh, and Gerard Butler does not exactly make the greatest of movies. I think he's got some pretty bad stinkers out there. Um, but I actually really enjoy. I thought there was a lot of tension. I really loved this family and like following them along, and the impossible task of getting the family to Greenland. Which at some moments I just thought, oh well, the movie's over because this is there's no way they're going to get out of this. But I, I just loved this ride, and I loved um, imagining a functioning government was really exciting for me. Where there's actually processes and people with orders who actually follow them and it kind of makes sense. There's a plan. Um, and I liked that this was a very small story. When you think about Deep Impact and Armageddon and 2012, which is what I was constantly thinking about while watching this movie, those are big stories that involved governments and lots of people. And this was just one family trying to figure out how to get to Greenland. Um, so I think this is uh, – I just I, – I was shocked that I, I kept texting you like, hey, guys, I think this is actually a really good movie. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, yeah, so very, very happy with this one. Steven? Yeah, I, I am very much in David's camp, actually. I was not expecting anything. This was also a 5 a.m. watch for me the following morning. That's just kind of been the rut I'm stuck in lately with watching movies. Um, and I think – the movie benefits a lot from the fact that it is very small, very low scale. It isn't trying to be crazy, destructive, Roland Emmerich type of effect movie. Like you get things on the periphery, kind of like in a movie like Take Shelter or in like a Melancholia or something. Like there are things happening, but it isn't like the primary reason you are watching it is to watch things get fucked up. Um, what you're really watching is a family being disconnected, trying to be connected again, and then trying to survive. Uh, this movie basically is a series of calling it shot over and over and over again. Um, like the movie is all set up and payoff in a way that is very, very, very obvious, but I still found pretty satisfying. Like I, I took notes the first like 10 minutes of the movie of all the things that I knew they were going to pay off. Wife can run five miles. Son has insulin shots. Somebody buys <laughs> juice. Uh, that actually didn't show up again, but I thought it was. <laughs> 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 A bag falls out. Like 
people looking in the back seat in a certain way. Like there are all these things where like, you know what the movie is doing a hundred percent. And yet I found it um, like relaxing and pleasant that the movie was like following through on what you knew it was doing. Like it did, maybe it was just my like tenant detox where I was like, this is a movie where like, I know everything it is teeing up for me and it's just going to like lob it up and then swat it away. And that is all I want out of, out of this particular movie. Um, it did have some touchy feely stuff that I think extends into schmaltz territory. Uh, this movie treats FEMA the way never rarely, sometimes always treats Planned Parenthood in a way that felt like out of place with the rest of the film. Like there are a few things where it feels like this movie wants to be like a very important movie that is highlighting real world things in a way that I feel like, don't give me that. I want Gerard Butler reuniting with his family. I don't need to know why FEMA is great for the world and the military is great. <laughs> um, like that, that isn't what I signed up for here. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I thought it was like kind of lovely. Like I think the family, everyone is really good in the family. Like Gerard Butler is good as like the stoic dad, you know, kind of playing a Dwayne Johnson and San Andreas type character where there's some yes. imperfect marriage, but you know, by the end, like things are going to be okay because he will save them. We hope <laughs> um, <laughs> Miranda Baccarin as, as, as the wife, I, I thought she was really, really great. The wife and mother. Um, She's and then amazing. the kid. The kid, too, it's a good child actor. Like, again, like, they're, they're teeing up, like, hey, he's going to be a diabetic kid. Bad things are going to happen. But, like, he he does it well. Like, he he never, ever, ever annoyed me or, or felt, like, cheap or overly coached or whatever. Like, I thought he was really good in the movie. Um, I like when Roy from The Office shows up. Big, big yep. fan of that, <laughs> that whole sequence. Um, there are, it is interesting, this movie coming out in the COVID uh, pandemic because obviously there are some similarities between the different types of people at play and people in the COVID situation. In particular, there is a party at some point that we pass on a rooftop that it made me wonder, like, did they retroactively edit this movie after coronavirus happened? Because it feels like a giant subtweet of people who throw COVID parties. <laughs> but hmm. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I, I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was comfortable. It was comfortable in the way that, like, a 90s action film is comfortable, but it had, like, the family dynamic and the heart that I was looking for. My biggest complaint, which I don't know if there's going to be a spoiler section or not, so I'm just going to say it now. There was a moment, maybe five minutes before the end of this movie, where if it had just ended there, I would have clapped. I would have stood up and clapped and been like, hell yeah. Like, you stuck to your convictions and I'm here for it. The movie decided to give you a real ending instead of the art house ending I wanted, but I'm still happy with it. It's it's funny, you know, listening to, reflecting on what you said after what I said, it's almost like we're surprised when a movie doesn't do the easy, obvious thing. Like yeah. Gerard Butler screaming at the president of the United States or a kid who's super annoying mm -hmm. Um or I'm trying to think of other examples, but like things you expect from from a dumb movie. And this one actually restrained itself significantly. You got it. Come on. You got it. <laughs> this film is fine. <laughs> I, I think I enjoyed I, I enjoyed watching it enough. I think I think the most interesting stuff relates to a conversation that we had that isn't going to be in the final version of this episode. Um, I'm really interested in the we know pretty quickly that. The government has known for a long time what was going to happen with this comet and the fallout that was going to come from it. Somehow, all the governments in the world were able to be in cahoots and decide not to tell their citizens. But imagine the amount of time it takes to put in place 
a thing that piggybacks like like to, to basically get the system in which you can pick all these people unless there's just always been a contingency that like one day there will be a comet guys we should create a list of every single citizen in the world and like try to make this happen like yeah maybe I, spend that money on building more bunkers <laughs> <laughs> i read a book about this uh called like granite rock or something like that about like all the planning the u.s government has done for the end of the world or for you know war with russia or the soviet union and let me tell you none of it ever works no, it's wow. always a disaster it, they are never prepared and it's it comical possibly work when like population growth is exponential like, like yeah you can do all the planning you want but every year you have to increase what is going in the bunkers and you've already decided how big they are so unless you're planning for exponential growth and you're like look it's either going to be heat death of the universe or it's gonna be it's gonna be a comet um so what's planned for like just before the earth gets livable and this is what we're gonna do i don't know anyways that's beside, beside the point i was interested in in sort of the mechanics of of this like I, I was i was more interested in the road version of this film than in the film that it actually was i also think that gerard butler is the secret villain of this film there are so many decisions and actions he takes that fuck over so many other people <laughs> that like i mean it's it's accidental right like he's not but i mean he's definitely the problem <laughs> in a lot of different places and simple things that he could have avoided um it, it I, I don't know it just seemed it, it seemed like there's a bunch of times where i'm like man he really botched this move right here what the hell's going on here um so i thought that was kind of kind of kind of funny and interesting i also had the thoughts that david had where i was like man it's a good thing that gerard butler builds buildings and doesn't drive limos because it's really <laughs> increasing his chances in this world um, and that's a 2012 reference yeah yeah it, I, like I, I was like this is like eerily close to 2012 except there isn't like there isn't uh avengers helicarriers that are taking people to to the bunkers in greenland but uh but yeah i, mean, I, I thought i thought the film was fine i think what, what it does good is it is it shows like how crazy the situation would be um just like how frantic things would get suddenly and out of nowhere if this was kept under wrap, wraps um it did also make me think like man if i lived in the universe of this film i wish i lived in florida because i just want to go right away <laughs> And just be like, <laughs> I want to be vaporized by the first big boulder. I don't want to have to live in the world where like everybody's going crazy and stuff like that. This is like part two to your first question. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke for the, just the people on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't that just define the podcast as well? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I had fun with it. Um, I enjoyed like I, I like Gerard Butler. He's like he's a cool dude. I, I like the coolest. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the film. Yeah, there's a couple things that bothered me. Save it for spoilers. But um, other than that, like you said, I think the the description '90s comfortable action movie is uh, is very apt. Yeah, I feel, and I think like the the core of this movie, the emotional core that makes it work for me a little bit better than just the mindless disaster movie version of it, is it's kind of about like the fear of families being separated. And in, in this case, right, it's like the, the divorce or threat of divorce of family separation, like the kid not having the mom and dad together anymore, the dad not being able to provide for them anymore, suddenly being given this literal action movie thing where for much of the movie they're separated and he has to fight to get back together with them. And that, like it's a simple premise, but I think like the emotions of it work really well. I did want to say, I think the kid actor is good. I liked him through most of it. This does fall prey to one of those things that I think I think David Chen posted about like a Reddit 
uh, like a subreddit that is all devoted to quotes that people say their kids made that are way too prescient and adult to possibly be things that their kids said. And this has one of those towards the end of the movie where the kid that has been saying almost nothing the whole movie goes, my friend said when you die, your life flashed before your eyes, but I wish it happened when you lived. That way you could see all the good <laughs> memories and still be happy in the moment. <laughs> Hey, are you saying you weren't poetic when you were nine years old? Come on. Yeah, like, like you've been plugging your ears and screaming for the rest of this movie. He, he's, been, he's spent the last hour and a half trying to think of that one quote to say. Yeah. Also, he attributed it to another friend who could be just ahead of his age. Yeah, I know. Teddy, Teddy might be a genius and this kid is just a plagiarist. I don't know. <laughs> this kid does go through a lot in this movie. Yeah. I don't really... Oh, so we're probably not going to do like spoilers, spoilers for this movie, I think, because everyone's brain is zonked from the Tenet <laughs> review. <laughs> um, but I, I will say, so basi basically, when I talk about the ending of this movie, there is a thing very relevant to the quote that our wise friend Teddy said about uh, what happens uh, right before you die that should happen right before you live. There is a moment where this movie could have ended that would have left that ambiguous in a way that I think yeah. would have been like turning the mirror to the audience and saying, look, you're all going through something like this. Maybe it doesn't matter how it turns out. You know, maybe the beautiful thing is just that we're here right now, you know, and the movie didn't do that. But if it had cut to black, I would have been really, really impressed with with what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, it did, you know, the 2012 style, I guess. Yeah. We Spoiler. will rebuild. <laughs> Oh, now you're doing deep impact. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> should we do? Should we do spoilers? Because I'd had one big problem with this movie. Okay, let, let's do let's do a brief brief spoilers. Let's do verdicts first. Okay. Oh, verdicts. Yeah. Remind me what's the list. <laughs> I, I hate everything. All right. Well, sounds like we do want to do spoilers. So for non-spoiler wanting people, David Klein. Let's give them your verdict. If you're going to give this a must-see, a requisite of the caveat, wait for rental, passive the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, wait for rental. And when I say wait for rental, you know, I think I paid $19.99 to rent it, and I would just wait for the the, the typical $4.99 or whatever it usually is on iTunes. Um, it was fun. I love Gerard Butler. Everything he does is great. Um, can't wait for Denethys 2. But yeah, this one's not like the greatest movie, but it's fun. I think I put it in the same bucket as 2012, Deep Impact, Armageddon, where it's like there's some fun stuff going on here. And I appreciate that it's a small story about a family trying to survive. If, if you're excited for Den of Thieves 2, you'll be really excited for Den of Thieves. I hate you. <laughs> Steven, what did you think of, of, of Greenland? I, I, I mean, I think the logical part of my brain should put it lower because it is, you know, kind of a typical story just done well. But I think the cast really sells it. I mean, much like the villain in every Scooby-Doo mystery, it's always the butler and <laughs> the butler does great here. Um, so I'm going to give well it done. a recommend with a caveat. I think this movie was enjoyable and I think it's one of the many things that Quarantine Brain helped for me. Because when we've all been sitting inside for, you know, nine plus months at this point, a movie about people facing an existential crisis and trying to deal with it just kind of felt more, I don't know, it resonated more with me than I think it would in a typical like 2012 type of situation. So I don't know. I liked it. I liked that they kept it small, made it be about the family, good 90s vibes. Uh, yeah, I'm here for it. Not doing anything amazing, but I thought it was good. And I think even if you pay the $20, I don't think you will be angry that you spent it. Though, yeah, you could probably wait. You, you could probably wait for it to be like four or five bucks. 
Yeah, I, I, I really don't have any problems with this film. I just, it, I don't know, maybe it's that I watched Tenet three and a half times and then I watched Greenland. It just, it just didn't live up to what I had, I had trained myself to have. Uh, but it all Wait, time only moves in one direction in this movie? <laughs> I want to see these comets going back into space. Uh, uh, what, what, what if when the bunker opens and another group of them come back and they're going into the bunker <laughs> now i want to do a mashup between tenet and, and greenland i mean let's be real gerard butler would crush in tenet he would be amazing the future sent the comets to clear a way for future people to come back and live in the earth before global warming happens um did i did i actually say my review it's wait wait for it all <laughs> yeah how did we not mention geostorm by the way when talking about geostorm. this movie so i still haven't seen geostorm um, don't it's so bad but maybe you should because he's a genius he's like the world's smartest man and that's i really you gotta respect that does he have a diabetic I, kid but he no. has a brother then i'm out <laughs> i i, I will say this this is the much better version of geostorm in yes. like every way with a very similar concept but just yeah. executed way 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 better cool well uh that's gonna do it for the non-spoiler part of our review of greenland <laughs> for those who don't want to be spoiled should we let's just let's just go into spoilers now <laughs> at the end when you see the bunkers there's like 10 airplanes and I feel like there should be thousands of airplanes. No, the airplanes are going back bunker. to other places to get more people. Duh. The At planes the can't just sit no, there. No, this is the end of the end. This is the last 10 seconds of, of life. And it's, there should be a thousand airplanes. It's what they did in 2012. Right. You just saw David, a, a field of planes. That bothered an- me. Answer me this, David. You're on a runway getting into a plane. And a guy comes up and goes like, wait, guys, it's 10 seconds for impact. We're just not going to bother taking off. Are you going to settle for that crap? Or are you going to rush the plane and blow up the airport? I didn't, I didn't track what just, what just happened, but it feels a very passive just, just 57 so we can trace, in, the, in this episode, Christopher has de- basically deduced um, picking specific people based on how qualified they are to live, and now he has deduced hijacking airplanes. He's off. He's gone. He's banned. Um, yeah, Roy from The Office, always a good, always a blast to see him, even if he's crazy. Um, yeah, when did you know that he was going to pull some shit? Ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw the beard yeah, in the his beard, really. <laughs> when I saw the beard, yeah. <laughs> and he started complaining about the government. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Also, what was uh, his the, plan? He was really just going to go like, oh, I lost my bracelet. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. his plan. And I thought it, it almost worked, but then the kid finally Thank said something. Thank fucking God the kid said something. The kid's been quiet the whole damn movie, and then he finally goes, they're yeah. not my parents. Tense moment. Big fan. It was intense. I feel I'm not a, I'm not a parent, um, but I feel like if I were a parent, that scene would have troubled me a lot. I feel like some innate yeah. part of my parentness would be very upset by that. Yeah. Uh, Mindhunter guy as a pilot. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh... Yeah, functioning government. Woo! How, how do we feel about the hammer fight? Is that one of the things, Chris, that you're blaming Gerard Butler for? Well, that was, I mean, that was good. Or are you just blaming him for the plane exploding? Because I don't know if that's technically his fault. I I don't I, think it would have been able to take off in time. It could, if it was taxing, are people going to... like what? It's not like all those people can no, hold the, the plane back. No, but the guy was it. That is true. Yeah, but, and it's irrational. People would chase But either way, here's, here's the thing that I think is dumb. There's that, there's that, uh, 
whatever you call the thing that like the back the back thing sure. that lowers so that Tom Cruise can jump out of a plane and and do a halo jump. Um yeah. that clearly takes forever, right? It's like a a lift in a parking garage, right? Like it takes like a full 60 seconds for that shit to finish moving. There's also a door with a a little turnstile on it <laughs> and you just go turn it crank 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 boom pop that open gerard butler can get out when he's like oh no i need to get out of there because reasons the guy could have been like cool let me open the hatch and let you jump out and then we can shut the hatch by taking like an hour to lower that thing that's what like i don't know it just seemed seemed crazy i, I, I don't know, know geography of military planes so I don't, I don't know. I don't know that they have the turn cranky door when they're in like the they, cargo it was, area. It was in the shot. Like, cause I, I, I turned to Jamie and I was like, why would they not just open the little door? And I feel snored. like did Chris just mute himself for a second when he cursed? I, I, that was, that was bizarre. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the end of the world, the army guy would be like, sir, sit down. We're taking off. Goodbye. But big fan of Morena. What's her, how do you say her first name? <sighs> oh boy. Now I'm going to have to look up her name again. Uh, yeah, I think Morena. I think Morena. Okay. That's how I would From, say it. Uh, I think she's Firefly. Brazilian. She's great. Mm. Yeah, so good. Love this movie. Love Gerard. Can't get enough Gerard. More Gerard, please. Do you think half the tension would have been gone if the characters had the power of 5G? <laughs> it, it would help. But I, even in 5G, if everyone is trying to call at the same time, I don't Won't know what's going to happen. In a mesh network. And oh, then it's going to give them all the coronavirus. <laughs> Thanks, Gates. <laughs> All right. Greenland. Greenland. It's a place. I do feel like I know for this kind of movie, it had to be this way. But Gerard Butler really does get everywhere just in the nick of time. He really doesn't save any buffer <laughs> in his plans. Um, his name's not Gerard Buffer. That, uh, true. Oh my true. God. You're right. All right. <laughs> we did it. Greenland. Good luck editing so, this one. What, what are we going to see you for next? I mean, we missed the American Pie movies. We wound up wa- going to oh. TIFF instead. No, that vi- was... Virtually. Don't, <laughs> oh, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question. Hopefully, Fast 9. I mean, there is another right. Has Fallen film that's in the works now. No way. Yeah, I texted you with, like... <laughs> I texted the group, group chat last week. Are you sure? Hmm, I gotta check that. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that, Fast 9... Um, Don't forget the new Matrix movies coming out. Yes, there's going to be a lot of good stuff cool. on HBO Max next year. I'm I'm in, I'm yeah. on board. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. All right. So we haven't officially signed off <laughs> on this episode yet. Should we do that? Do it. <laughs> can Can you just like instead edit in like your voice in that presidential announcement way, saying like this episode is officially over? But like for real, should, should we close this out? Let's close it out. Sure. All right. Good time for Bonzo. I, I think that is going to do it for what may or may not be an episode of this podcast. <laughs> so for right now, David Klein, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? At D.I. Klein on the Twitter. <laughs> Come talk to me about movies. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Twitter.com slash SDavidMiller or SDavidMiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. Uh, if you 
want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Greenland, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, yeah, it's been a, been a bumpy ride, <laughs> but uh, we made it through this episode. Um, we'll be back next week with reviews of Soul and Wonder Woman 1985. Oh, wow. yeah. um, so, should be fun um, and hopefully coherent. <laughs> That's it, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I can't imagine how you're going to edit this. I think he's going to lift the whole (laughs) first question and just make it be like talking about Gerard Butler. (laughs) 